TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. To done. Watch out. Oh, oh, what are you doing? He threw him out of the ball game. you got to be vaping me. What in the hell are you doing? What are you doing, Wagner? You gotta be kidding me! That is so bad. That is absolutely brutal. That's incredible. That is unbelievable. I'll tell you what. They have got to start making guys be accountable. That is totally absurd. That just tells you he has blue. Here's an umpire in the American League knows nothing about the game of baseball. That's unbelievable. We have always had problems with this guy right here. What are you doing, Wegner? It's our segment. A look around the world. And what people are doing during this pandemic, during these times, during this additional chaotic epoch. And uh, I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Rohde. We are Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score, part of Saturday Suckage. So, as we go around the world and around the room, Mark Rohde's childhood bedroom, that is, with a fax machine, and you know what you should have done, Matt, uh, Mark, I, I think you should have, you should get the number, and then I think you should fax, I'm back. <laughs> I think you should do that, that next week. That is what fax machines symbolize. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you should... Uh, I think you should do that next week and just leave it on the fax machine and, and do it that way. And, and, and I, um, so you are, your podcast, let me put together a list. Yes. Let me put a list together. It is. Oh, let me put a list together. I had the wrong, right words, wrong which, order. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. I screw it up all the time too, and uh, it is a list of topics about which we, we, yeah, about which we are passionate. Whether it is music, TV, movies. This week we didn't do a podcast last week just because of everything that was going on. It didn't feel good. Didn't feel very lighthearted. We have the most simpleton podcast that exists by design. Uh-huh. This week we will be constructing a list of the best game shows of all time top 10 game shows of all time and let me put a list together so steve do you have a favorite game show that maybe we could add to the list couple i have now now are there are there 
what would the rules be? Just one I would want to watch. I have two favorite game shows, one for entertainment and one for the competition. So I love Jeopardy. Okay. Even though I'm better, I, even though I'm better at Wheel of Fortune, I love Jeopardy. I know less on Jeopardy than I do at Wheel of Fortune. But if it's entertainment, I would simply watch, I, and I used to love watching Hollywood Squares because it was just all the jokes. That's what it was. All the jokes. I'll take yes. all into block. That's good. And and that. So I don't <laughs> know what your criteria would be, but if as far as a, a game show, the competition, Jeopardy's as good as it gets. And I grew up loving the um, the the Hollywood Squares. What about you? What well, what you don't have to tell I us prefer, number one. We want people to listen. I prefer. Yeah, I, I well of course. I prefer Celebrity Jeopardy. All you have to do <laughs> is write the letter L, and you will win the game. The day is uh, mine, no. Trebek. So, so I would prefer good. Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, it's just, I, I might have to put that on right after the show, right before I go to the That's, jewels. I am the day is mine, day, Trebek. Uh, That's right. The, the, <laughs> the day is mine, Trebek, I tell you. Sean, you choose the category. The penis mightier. No, that's the pen is mightier. Yes. <laughs> yes. That really All was. you that's have one of the to do. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh my God. A number. So honestly, I'll give you one other, one other preview of a game show that I've always been passionate about, and that is Card Sharks, because Card Sharks is a simpleton game. And in some ways, I qualify as that. Is the next card higher or is the next card lower? That is uh -huh. all we need to know. This is an ace. <laughs> I'll take lower. So I always loved card sharks because it was so simple. And I love those huge cards. And uh, But you'll have to tune in to let me put a list together to see what other... And that's the way we do it. We don't just list them. We have fun with it. And we do our silly little impersonations and... Uh, just have a good old time on Let Me Put a List Together, Stevie. No, it's great. What are you up is, to, brother? It is, th it is things that, that have gone on with, um, it, it is everything people can relate to. Everybody grew up with game shows, especially when you stayed home from school and you were sick. You got to watch game shows during the day. Or maybe what's up with the, the, uh, the trash panda? Maybe we should ask him what he's got going on before we, before we <laughs> do you. <clears throat> do you. I don't know. We, we know what's going on. You guys are you know, so immature. Bill, Bill, Bill shot a raccoon. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, we know what my parents eliminated. are doing. Yeah. And so what about the trash panda? What are you doing, Wagner? Oh, man, let me see. So since businesses, some more businesses that is in Chicago and the Chicagoland area have been opening up in the last week, I was actually able to escape. I got out of the city for the first time, I think, since early March when I went to Arizona, which in retrospect is something I shouldn't have done, but this is just before we knew how bad things were going to be. Uh -huh. However, what's done is done. So anyway, I left the city for the first time since then and got out to a brewery in Roselle and sat outside at their, in their beer garden and had some, some beers with, a, with some friends that came and met up. It was rather nice and much needed because I'd been in the city way too long, and I needed to get out and, and experience some fresh outside brews. It was, it, was, it was really good. It was really fun. Were you socially distanced? Good for you. Well, so, yeah, yeah, we were. We were 
all the tables are split at least six feet apart. And what about the people at the table? People at the table. What about one, the of, one of them was my girlfriend, so that is kind of irrelevant. But uh, and then our our friend though, yeah, she sat across from us. So I mean, I I guess you could say we're somewhat socially distant. Probably not as much as we should have been. <laughs> Somewhat. That's exactly what That's I kind of the way we all are right now in this yeah. era of COVID-19. We're all somewhat at this point. Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. Uh, before I, uh, I'll share with you um, <clears throat> a personal story in a moment, but I wanted to get to these before we get to that. Um, P.K. Subban donated 50 grand to George Floyd's daughter's GoFundMe, and he got the NHL to match the donation. It's awesome. That's that's doing something. That's yes. doing something. Here's do here's something that's Michael Jordan and the Jordan brand are committing a hundred million dollars over the next ten years to protecting and improving the lives of black people through actions dedicated towards racial equality, social justice, and education. Jordan said they haven't chosen all the areas the money's going to go to, those are the general categories, but they haven't chosen specific outlets. But that is a big step. So that's what are you doing, Wagner? That's what they've been doing. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Lynx, one organization, they've declared Election Day a company holiday. Zach Levine's former organization, Zach Levine, who never registered to vote, they declared Election Day a company holiday. Um, so this week, my week be- began, in, and my daughter, the diva, was out in Hollywood and scared, and she saw what was going on in Chicago on Sunday. And you're not downtown, are you? No, I'm not downtown. They're not. I'm not trapped. I'm not any of that. And she, I spent the week. So Monday morning, uh, or Monday, I, I, in listening to the score. I listened to Lawrence Holmes in one of the most emotional, remarkable monologues I've heard anywhere, not just our radio station. He was terrific. And one of the things that uh, resonated was reach out. You're not going to have all the answers. You're not going to have the solutions. Nobody has all the solutions, but ask your black acquaintances, friends, people you know how they're doing. It just know that there's a hand there and that they'll know you're there and if you want to you want to help. And I had tears in my eyes by the time Lawrence was done. So I go to my Trader Joe's and there's a wonderful a lot of wonderful people there. A particular one is a black woman named Jada. Dr. Jada, medicine woman. She's going to be a doctor at some point in time. Whenever that is, I certainly <clears throat> want to be at the graduation. And I and I said such. It was I was so fearing how to. You tweeted about this, finding the right words, Mark. And it was yeah. I can't I can't understand what it's like to fear whether I'm going to come home at night or fear a traffic stop. I can't understand what it's like to be black, but I stand with you. And I said something of the sort to Jada. I said, I, I want to help, but I realize 
I'm, I'm guilty, I'm regretful, I don't, help me become better, help me understand. And she said, I can provide you with, with links to, to petitions to sign, links to places to donate, links to places to um, emails that you can send to, 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 to uh, like up in Minnesota. Uh, other funds to donate to, and books to read, play things you should read to educate yourself. I said, I will take all of that. And I didn't see her for a couple days. So I picked up, as I said earlier, when we had Sam Ocho on, talking so powerfully about his experience. I picked up James Baldwin's The Fire Next Time. It was written in 19, published in 1963, written on the years leading up to that, and it includes letters to his namesake nephew. And he's talking about his place in the world, in the white world, and how he's set up not to succeed. And the fire next time, this seems like the fire next time. And I read this book from 1963, and so much of it, rang true today about oppression of black people, <clears throat> about how what Akeem Hicks was talking about when he said he had to be, he had to make white people comfortable, not just because he was black, because he was big as well. And he had to do it on their terms. And James Baldwin was writing about this in 1963. And it was really powerful. And I got to something that, that really resonated and was <clears throat> jolted me awake. Whatever white people do not know about Negroes reveals precisely and inexorably what they do not know about themselves. I thought that was so powerful that I stopped reading and I put the bookmark in and I just put the book down and I said, I need to examine this. And then the end of the week yesterday, I saw Jada, and she gave me an envelope, and it was a list of petitions I can sign online, people like in City of Minnesota, City of Minneapolis PD, the Office of the Police Conduct Review, email or text up there, people I can call, especially in Minneapolis, and if you, and, and it also included websites, if you don't know what to say, these websites will help walk you through it to, to voice your anger and, and, uh, and, and encourage some kind of solution. Another piece of, another copy she gave me was a, where to donate, different places to donate that will help. And um, racial justice place, places to donate for, for places fighting for racial justice. And resources to read. And the first book was listed. I think it's it's one of the best sellers in the country. It's called White Fragility. And she gave me the last piece, last copy of paper she gave me was a quote, a copy of a quote from Asada Shakur. Nobody in the world, nobody in history, has ever gotten their freedom by appealing to the moral sense of the people who were oppressing them. Jada said that means something to her. 
And I was so moved by all of this. And I said, I said, thank you. I, I, I'm very thankful we could have this discussion. And I'm very thankful for your willing to hear me out and help me. And so she said, can I hug you? Wow. And even in this time of COVID-19, might have been unadvisable, but in the time <laughs> of black and white humans, it was the only thing to do. So... That was move. my week. Oh, let me just say this. Let me say this. That I think that this is um, attention, white people. This is what I will say. Um, even if you have been uh, negligent in, as Steve put it, taking action for for uh, racial justice, equality, I will say this: that it's not too late. I had, like I said at the beginning of the show, I. Mark Rohde, I have been negligent in taking action. I talk a good game, but I'm one of those people that has has allowed every time there's an incident to, you know, to get angry, and then I've allowed it to go back down, you know, to just normalcy. I've let it happen. So, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna text Sam Ocho and let him know, ask him what I can do or what action I can take. And it seems like, Steve, you're, you're more advanced than me and a lot of people, so that was really courageous of you and thanks for sharing that man thanks i don't think i'm more advanced than anybody i was look it was the impetus came from lawrence and it was really simple just reach out and that's what happened all right i need a break we we can come back and yes. We'll do whatever we're going to do. Okay. Maybe, maybe. I'd give you a hug Hicks. right now, Steve, if I was in the studio. I know you would. I know you would. Um, but, and I appreciate that. Um, I think, you know, you were part of the, part of the massive Zoom call with, that included Akeem Hicks. And there were some things that came out of yes, that. Yes, sir. That you flagged. So I think we'll do that when we come back. Does that sound like a plan? I like yeah. it. Okay. He's Mark Rohde. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Thanks. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome in. Welcome back. Rosalind Rosalba, Mark Brody with you. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Um, thank you, people on the text line. For your nice thoughts. Mark, you have a serious issue to address on Twitter. Somebody looking at the I do. video, your video panorama of the of the your childhood bedroom that is now your broadcasting studio in the west suburbs. File cabinet, fax machine, all that stuff. Where are the Indiana Jones action figures? Where? Probably in a box Angry in Bears the basement. I will. <laughs> yes, and um, yes, there are actually there's there's the I have Indiana Jones and Short Round. So I have I have Indiana Jones yelling. It actually voices. It just said like you pull the string and it says Short Round, Short Round. Where are you going? <laughs> I hate snakes. Get them out of here. Right. Um, I, I would like to actually at uh, at our text line. By the way, our text line these days you can't get through on six seven eleven. You get through just on the regular phone number, just the way you would with anybody in life. So three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Steve, I love what you're doing. I admire your courage. I'm fifty year old white male, and this problem needs to be addressed and not ignored. Thank you, Stevie Sunshine. Love you guys, especially Steve right now. Keep it up. Um, as somebody who is black, I say thank you for giving her a hug. That means more than can be said. And the last one I'll read right now, 847. Uh, love you and Mark so much. You guys are awesome. You've done anything but suck today. Well, I'm really sorry to see that we've colored outside our lines. Imagine that, talking talking about <laughs> northern sports. <laughs> You know what I I, I got to we'll get uh, back. We're getting, Don't worry. We're getting yeah we're getting <clears throat> the Akeem Hicks stuff ready because I wanted to go through all of that. Um, I did want to um, bring this up. It's it seems sort of it, it, it's a little newer than the Akeem Hicks stuff that we will deal with. The um, AP polled players about returning to work. Remember we talked about this. The NBA can't answer the question. NHL can't answer the question. Baseball's not answering the question. Football's not answering the question either, but they're talking big like they're going to come back. But there's no cure, no vaccine for COVID-19. But what AP did was they asked players, what do you think about coming back without that cure or vaccine? And Alan Robinson responded, I'm not too concerned. I think that if we're going to be put back in the facility, I think measures are going to be taken. I think that the plan will be had. I think that a plan will be had, and I think that enough research and stuff will have been done to put everybody in the best kind of situation. And I, I, I keep coming back to something with, especially the NFL. Why would an NFL player, where it's contact on every play, every play? There's no cure, there's no vaccine. Why would an NFL player 
trust the same league that tried to deny concussions were caused by the sport. I, I wouldn't trust this league. I wouldn't trust their, their medical approach to anything. They value money. I know Roger Goodell came out with a statement talking about how they were going to take steps, human steps, and how they're siding with the players. And I mean, they're agreeing with the players. They're repeating exactly what the players wanted. But when you talk about actually getting on the field and playing games, and you talk about bottom lines, the NFL cares about money. That's the NFL's God. And you're talking about people who ginned up a quack to phony up a report about concussions. And you're going to trust, you're going to trust them with making sure that you're medically safe from this virus? I don't know. What, what do you think, Mark? It, it just strikes me as I, I wouldn't trust I think that in, in – I, I totally get what you're saying, but I think in a case like this that the players' union would have their own doctor or there would be an independent doctor – that would have to be the voice of this, and it cannot be necessarily, or can't be, an NFL-assigned doctor. That may, And maybe I'm just being naive, but I think in, in, with something like this, where it's right in your face, and there's nothing ambiguous about it, because the, the NFL was able to wade through ambiguity with, with the head injuries. And, you know, do we know for sure? And, you know, they were able to kind of look the other way, because that's inside body. Um, with something like this, it is in your face, there is documentation, COVID-19 kills, and it's, it's right there, and there's, there's no way. There is exactly no way to deny it. So I think in this case, I think that you could probably trust a little bit better that there will be actual doctors involved and that there's nothing, there's nothing to deny, there's nothing to hide from. It's, it's all out there. Yeah, I just don't see how you have to remain socially distanced until there's a cure a vaccine, a treatment, and you're expected to play a sport, you're expected to practice a sport like football. I just don't see that that happen. That goes for all sports. We talked about this. goes for all sports, but that one particularly and that league particularly. Yeah, um, I, I would say that, you know, you're just talking about Akeem Hicks. He sounded a little bit more uh, bunkered down and quarantined and a little bit more hesitant and pessimistic than that of Allen Robinson in some of his comments about it, that he's, he's kind of scared by him. He's ready to go, man. He's all about, he's, he's, he's healthy. He's just ready to play football, but he, I think was, was the other side of Allen Robinson where, yeah, he is skeptical. And, and maybe that's exactly because of the positions that they play that Allen Robinson during an average practice does not have to get touched, whereas Akeem Hicks is touching at somebody on every single play. Yeah, uh, and Akeem Hicks is quite moving and quite compelling this week. So you you were caught by your your what jumped out at you was he was talking about um, being a being a black man, a large black man. Yes, and and having to make the white people around him feel comfortable. I feel, I feel like I've been censored my whole life. So for, for me to, uh, to, to feel like um, I have to, uh, to keep people at ease, to make sure that there's a, a, a calm, you know, while, while I'm in the room, um, those, those are natural things to me 
Um, and, you know, these things were, mm, it taught to me in a way, right? Because at an early age, being not just a larger kid, but a larger black kid, I, I was seen as a, uh, you know, the antagonist in a lot of situations. I was seen as the bully. I was seen as a person that, uh, you know, uh, just not in the best light, right? And uh, developing my mindset going forward, I, I understood always that I had to make other people feel comfortable before myself. And uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna continue to do that. I'm gonna continue to make sure people feel comfortable around me. Um, and is it unfortunate that I have to live that way? Call it what you want, right? But uh, I do it because that's how I'm able to move through society and have people feel okay with me. <clears throat> anyway, moving forward. Moving forward. <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. to move forward, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, that, and, see, now that that is something that 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 I don't I don't think about. I don't think about it from that perspective. I've never thought about wow there's a large black guy and he has to think about being a large black guy because he may be intimidating his white counterparts who are already already have that that built-in conscious or unconscious bias that this person might be dangerous because he's black and he's large um that he has to go through life thinking about that kind of stuff i mean i'm laughing but it's just that that would suck to be to be understating my opinion right uh, and just something that we can't we can't appreciate we try to educate ourselves on but we don't we never had the the searing shock of being pulled over of being african-american being pulled over by the cops and thinking will I die? Mm. And he's an African-American to go through that. And as he said, someone who's as big as he has always been has, has it even more. I mean, he, he some of the subtext is, is you, if you're in a room with him, it's like, okay, he did it or he's going to do it. And that's just a, and he seemed to have, in his answer, the end of his answer, moving forward, yeah, I've been censored a lot. Here's how, moving forward, he has found a way. Look, he's a, a smart guy, at least in street smarts, if not in other ways. But he sounds like he's smart, both street smart, and he's got book sense about him, that he's learned to compartmentalize it. And that's how he has gotten, one of the ways he's gotten through and gotten where he is. But he's, there's such a refreshing honesty about him and the way he goes on that's what that's what caught me about that yeah yeah no it is it is uh, a way of living that you don't even have to that I, I've never had to even really consider so no. you know that that was what really is- revealing and I couldn't tell like if, if he if he was getting emotional himself, it was kind of hard to tell because I was on the Zoom meeting, but I, I couldn't quite tell. But I think some of it got to him, too. Uh, he also, the one of the failures of, though Roger Goodell responded 
and wants to, at least his word sounds like he wants to be, he's reaching out, he wants to be a, a partner with the players in helping them peacefully protest and, and siding with them of, of um, wiping out racism and, and, and wiping out the, the systematic racism was um, Colin Kaepernick's name was missing. Colin Kaepernick was right. Colin Kaepernick was pro- peacefully protesting in a league that would blackball him and, and a, a league that refuses to give him a job. And Hicks was asked about that. Here's his answer. I do wonder, though. I wonder. I, let's say that his career is past him, right? How, how do we rectify that situation? How do we make it better? Because we all, I'm sure everybody, I can't speak for everybody on this call, but we've seen what ha- what's happened in the sport. We've seen how he's been pushed to the side. Um, I, I wonder if they're going to rectify that situation. I wonder if they're going to make it better for everyone, including him. Mark, how would they make it better for him? How do they rectify that situation? <laughs> well, I think the first thing is, is that Commissioner Roger Goodell needs to give him a voice on Monday. On Monday, when, not now, not hidden over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, let him, give him a word, have, have a public interview with him and let him have a voice after the, you know, if you're going to do this, like if you're going to be Goodell and he, he made a really great first step in the words that he had and finally admitting their guilt in quashing uh-huh. the words of players in the NFL on these issues. So, yeah, I think that's the, I don't know the answer, but I, I know that's the, the first step give him a voice and let him, and take him seriously as opposed to trying to limit him or censor him. And those are two different words. I think he's been limited. I don't know that he's been censored, but he's been limited. So I think, yeah, give him, give him a voice. And then I don't know how it works with, in terms of his employment at this point. I think that's a really complicated issue um, around the NFL, like, because you can't force a team to take him, right? Um, But at this point, I think that the teams that need quarterbacks and they're not considering him should be zeroed in on, heavily questioned. Well, even teams that what do, do you have think? quarterbacks. I, I, I don't know what they can do because they've tried to – you're right, they can't make them – make a team take them. But – if the league itself is going to make a big step and an and, and actual step and not just throw out a bunch of words, he should be given a chance. Now, they tried to have that tryout. They tried to run. They tried to lawyer the, the, um, the suit that he had with, with and, and the agreement, and here's the, the tryout he's going to have to show teams he's still ready, and... It seemed like a very, it seemed transparently like they were trying to make sure they could set him up so that, okay, we did all this, now nobody has to sign him, nobody's interested. And it still res, it still resounds, Akeem Hicks's words, we signed Mike Lennon. Now the Jacksonville Jaguars, we signed Mike Lennon. Really, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars couldn't use a quarterback, like even four years since he last played? 
four seasons since he last played. They couldn't use Colin Kaepernick instead of Mike Lennon. We know what Mike Lennon is. He's not even as good as the Bears' Mike Lennon anymore. Yeah. I would say, in, in theory, that if Roger Goodell was being genuine in his words, that they were wrong, that if the top guy in the NFL is to say that, in theory, that should ease tensions of, of owners who are worried about, obviously, worried about signing Colin Kaepernick because he would, quote-unquote, insult the fan base by kneeling and bringing up social justice issues. If they, if they have turned a corner in that regard, if the NFL has, in allowing for voices, then at this point, an owner should not worry about having Colin Kaepernick because now all NFL players are speaking the same language as Colin Kaepernick. They're, they're everywhere right now, right? And that, trust me, that volume is going to go up once the NFL season starts. So they are, they are not keeping it zipped anymore. It's not just Colin Kaepernick. It's a lot of NFL players. So whatever they were afraid of with Colin Kaepernick, they now have with a huge chunk of the league. So to me, that would mean that owners should be, would be less hesitant to sign him. You're talking logically about a bunch of guys who are billionaires who are used to making you know kings of their fiefdom and they're not going to be told what to do. No change has ever come about without discomfort. Um, and discomfort is underplaying it a lot, but I'm just saying there's no evolution, no revolution has happened without a, a, a form of discomfort. And these guys are not the type to be easily, easily put into an uncomfortable situation at someone, especially at someone else's, with someone else dictating terms of surrender. That's just not going to happen. So I'm very dubious that this is going to, this would come off, even though I agree with you, it's the right thing to do. We got to take a this break. This is an amazing, real quick text, because I, I love yeah. this idea. 630. Yeah. I bet someday down the road, Colin Kaepernick will be part of a team purchasing an NFL franchise. Now that would be the ultimate. Uh, I would I would love to see that. That would be good. I don't know what his football, you know, is is the the executive part of it. The, I don't expect he'd be a salary cap guy, that whatever, but I would certainly like to see him if if in charge, and I would like to see that see the team with a chance to become successful on and uh, on the field and in society. That would be tremendous. All right. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Thanks for listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome in. Welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody with you. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We've talked a lot of um, bears and sports and race relations, and the NHL was, or the NFL was quite the week it went through. Um, and it, it seemed cathartic, Mark, didn't it? It seemed like so much went on. A lot of words were said, which is all that really. You can, you can have words, and then you can have peaceful protests, 
and you can you can march for that. So what do you think happens next? What did you feel about this week, and then what do you think happens next? Man, that the what's next part is fascinating to consider because I don't know. I mean, that, that's why when Sam was on, my biggest question was, what should we do next? And you know, he basically said, educate yourself and act. You know, to put it simply, there's more to it than that. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, there's already been obviously a a decrease in the anger, which is good. I mean, like the the looting portion of it, and now we're at the point of where it should be that the real message is occurring, and that is the 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 solidarity, the peaceful yet sturdy and angry protests which are going on right now. So I have no idea how to answer that question. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Um, there, there are... In the NFL world, maybe more than any other sport, there's such a monofocus on whatever happens on the field, on the football field. Because, you know, when you talk to football coaches, they talk about football players and football plays and making football plays, and that's a hell of a football player, and it's football, football, football. When they get back, if they get back, I'm still not sure that's going to happen, but if they get back, it will all be about drills, classroom, getting on the field, practicing around here. It'll be examining and an autopsy on every throw both quarterbacks make. You know that's coming. You know that rating is coming. And oh, wait. Be... Oh, oh. When you asked a question and you said, what's next, is that what you meant, sports? No, but I'm saying, but but if... <laughs> if, if what, I, what I meant was that sports... I foresee sports... The, the X's and O's overtaking the blacks and whites. And I see ah. that as, and, I, and I, I don't know what kind of loss of focus that will be. It kind of saddens me to have that worldview right now. I'd like to be happily surprised. But I do think that there'll be that, that hyper-focus, the league, the way the league functions, the, the way its, its rhythms are. Don't allow for the kind of discussion, evolution, examination we're seeing now. Well, I think that there's a new empowerment that has occurred with this and our attention on it. And I asked Sam Acho about that, like, why is this different mm-hmm. now than previous incidents that have enlightened us and made us realize things? You know, and he said... Pretty simply, and this is kind of, you know, well, not deep, but the fact that we're all at home and because of COVID-19, we are paying more attention. There is not as much going on. And so because of that, um, there there is more empowerment. And now there's more empowerment than ever with players saying things. Everybody sees that they can say things and should be able to say things without, quote, unquote, getting fired. So mm-hmm. I'd be shocked. Honestly, Steve, if the players 
and you know, where the majority of which is black in the NFL and the NBA, if they allowed there to be, um, you know, nothing, that that would be shocking. Of course, it's got to be about games and X's and O's, and that that has to be a huge part of it. We're not going to lose that, and we and sports will be talked about mostly on this radio station. It just will be. It's just what we do. But mm-hmm. I think that the before games. And after games and during games, what broadcasters feel empowered to say that they probably didn't feel empowered to say, I'm talking about play-by-play guys who, you know, keep themselves out of these matters, will now voice their opinions. I do think things will have changed for, for good and for the better. I hope you're right. I know we'll keep talking about it. We'll. I'm happy to talk about what I hope is my evolution. I, You and I will both be happy to talk about whatever steps we're taking to become part of the solution i just i just thought i'd throw that out it's worth examining and we won't we don't we have don't have any answers but we hope to continue to get closer to them so mark thanks for an emotional three hours from your boyhood bedroom with a fax machine and gene grody sewing machine (laughs) thank you for your incredible sharing steven i mean that brother I appreciate that. Thanks for your support. I want to thank everyone who listened, texted, tweeted at us, did whatever you needed to do. Zach Zaidman is next from 2 to 5 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.